So in latest breaking news for the economy, and you would think this is all a good thing, is a new headline as of April 6th from Forbes from senior contributor Jack Kelly, which reads, Americans are excessively eating, drinking, smoking pot, playing video games, and watching porn while quarantined. But, you like, know I what? I, I always, I just got to salute the people on the front lines, you know? Like, they're the ones... Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you for your service. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Thank you for your service. You know? Yep. They're they're in there. They're in there in their bedrooms, saving lives every day, and for no pay, for no pay. It's beautiful. It really is. And also, as one of them, uh, one of the replies pointed out, what the fuck did you think people would do while quarantined? There's a reason Pornhub went. It's all free. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> speaking from experience, it's not all free to upload. Just saying. They're not mm. they're not spreading the good equally. <laughs> this is- I've seen that. I think it's because, you know, no login. Um... <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. But... Welcome to Chop Shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're having a podcast right now. It's called uh, Chop Shop Economics. Um, I'm yeah, Helen. Yeah. I'm Miss Silver. Uh, I'm Dr. Spider. We're here basically just reading this shit so you don't have to. Um, oh, boy. We've, we've got a doozy. Yeah. So... Where the fuck do we start with all this? I guess let's just take it for the top. Well, I think there's like two two horribly disastrous things. I'll go in with like the softball one. The good news out of the two horrible news is Krakatoa mm-hmm. has erupted. And it really is very dangerous for a lot of Indonesians out there. Um, and then... I guess the second news... Stay safe, our Indonesian listeners. Hey, you know, I personally know... We have some! Yeah, yeah. we have some. We do. And stay safe out there. But also, we've got some just really dreadful news. Some stuff that will probably kill more people than a volcanic eruption in one of the densest populated countries in the world. And that's Boris Johnson being released from the hospital. Uh, you know, Fuck. when Boris was lining up with the rest of the high priests of the death cult and saying, we're just going to sort of take it on the chin. I, I was, And then it came out that he had to go into the ICU for persistent corona symptoms. I was really expecting he was going to be the first head of state to be thrown on the altar in the name of number. But now this fucker doesn't even have the good graces to follow through with being martyred. And he's going to be so totally insufferable. Yeah. Yeah. It was, we were so, we were so close. He got off the altar. We were this close. Who the fuck does that? It's like, dude, 
that's not what you're supposed to do for capitalist sainthood. Unless you can find some other poor bastard to throw on the altar in your place. Oh, wait. These are the Tories we're talking about. Yeah, no, there's a lot of poor bastards in the UK that they would just... Well, that they are sacrificing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, Britain is actually being less of a fucking death cult right now than the United States because That's of That's mostly because, like, tor- fucking Boris has been in the hospital, so his entire cabinet has been sitting there with their thumbs up their asses being like, wait, shit. Who's in charge now? Well, I don't mm-hmm. want it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you the one who wants to, like, sabotage uh, fucking healthcare efforts during a plague? Well, I don't want to be the the, the guy in charge of it, no. <laughs> but we're looking Find for the guy. We're looking for one brave volunteer to step forward and take the helm of the ship of state in this time as when Mr. Eaton is in the hospital from taking it on the chin. Will someone please step forward? Please. Anyone. Even you, Dominic Rob. Play this probably how it went down. And they're all sitting there like Staring at their shoes, being like, eh, "No, no." <laughs> well, I, I still want to. Uh, I've got, uh, I've got an awful stomachache today. <laughs> I'm not sure that's my purview. Yeah, God. <laughs> uh, oh my God! These these fucking people. So the thing is, is. But still nothing compared to the U.S. right now. It really isn't. I mean, it's pretty fucked up here, y'all. Like, uh, how many 9-11s are we at now? Like, ten? At least. (laughs) That's how I'm going to measure COVID deaths in terms of 9-11s. Because I want to see the proportionality of response. Um... (sighs) Fucking, yeah, no, uh, Steve Nugent is fucking... He's the Treasury Secretary for Trump. Yeah, he's the Treasury Secretary. He's supposed to be the smart money guy, and he's like, yeah, I guess that, you know, May will be open. (laughs) May. Fucking May. This is starting to feel like circa 2006 Iraq war, you know, where they were constantly like marching uh, fucking uh, dipshit Donald out in front of a microphone every week to be like, well, we're turning a corner. Okay. Now we're turning a corner. Okay. This week we're turning a corner. All right. Now this week we're going to do a surge and throw a bunch of bodies on the fire and then we're turning a corner. Oh yeah. Every week we're turning a corner. It's like almost as if we're in some kind of, hallway comprised only of corners like uh some kind of building meant specifically to trap (laughs) people in oh we just keep circling the block (laughs) yeah oh god we're yeah it's it's bad no um over and over because you know uh lockmart needs their payday yeah and honestly i'm not sure 
Like, the best case scenario is if they keep going like, oh, everything will open up in a couple weeks, and then they just keep everything locked down. That is the best case scenario. Like, yeah. it would and, be far worse if we actually were turning that corner. <laughs> yeah. And they can't, the feds cannot force the states to end the lockdowns. Like, a, like last week, uh, Newsom and California said California should be expected to stay in lockdown until June at the earliest and the school, the superintendent of schools for the entire state said, yeah, the rest of this academic year for in-person instruction is canceled. The end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, at this point, the federal government can't even tell people to stop growing weed anymore. So, like, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. there's very little they can do. Like, But they keep bringing this shit up and they keep trying to say, oh, no, well, don't worry, we're going to bring it back because... Trump is, you know, economy strong, good businessman, strong businessman, Trump business and business good and pandemic bad for business and make Trump look like bad businessman. Oh, my God. Oh God. I uh, no, it, it really is kind of just how simple it is. Like, remember that these people are not particularly clever. Like. They think. They just, like, run off of instinct for most of this, you know, and... Instinct and lying. Yeah, Mm -hmm. instinct and lying. And their instinct is that, like, the more they trample on the common people, the better the economy will do. So they're just like, uh, I, I think we should just trample more? When, like, the reason the economy isn't doing well is because all the workers have been flattened, you know? Fucking <laughs> trampling isn't gonna help that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty it bad. Won't. You know, we've got the usual shit happening where, like, California and Oregon and Washington are all like good lockdowns, and then New York is filling up mass graves. You know, usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, more than usual. Like, Heart Island has been used a long time for, like, people who are too poor to afford their own grave or die in prison. So, you know, more than usual. Yeah, yeah. So far. New York is, New York's a very special place, people. Like, what city in the world could you go out there and find an island just full of mass graves? In fairness, San Francisco does have a suburb called Colma that has more dead people than live ones. Oh my god. It's like 90% cemeteries and 10% depressed teenagers at home with their parents who really want to get the hell out. Well, I mean, honestly, if a town's 90% cemetery and 10% teenagers, that sounds like a great time for the teenagers. (laughs) That is like so goth. <laughs> like, if that happened when I was a kid, so much drinking, so much smoking weed in the cemetery, it would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No. It's, this shit is getting insane. And yeah, we're just sort of going to go nuts right along with it. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, you know, like, fucking, like, actual finance is falling apart while, like, stock prices are rising, which is great. Like, it, like, how is the stock market recovering when, like, the banks are failing and we've got, like, 20% unemployment? <laughs> it's fucking the free market fairy dust or something, because, like... This defies all economic theory at this point. Like, I'm sure that there is, like, some fucking quack at, like, the Hoover Institute or something. Or who, like, is tenured faculty at Harvard or Oxbridge who will come up with some amazingly fantastic bullshit in, you know, 10 years that somehow says this is all a capitalism doing a normal but no uh-uh like this shit is complete and utter bullshit <laughs> yeah it's 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 really it's absolutely wacky like we're we're at the point where like the federal reserve is just like yeah you know the bond market we're just going to like put more money into it than there are private investors we're just gonna like get in there and we're gonna just buy all the municipal bonds, buy all the federal bonds, buy all the state bonds. There, It's wild and that's like actually increasing the stock fucking market because they're offloading fucking bad assets because you know, uh, yeah. any asset is a bad asset right just- now except for cold hard cash. <laughs> And like you said last week, if South Africa or someone who was not the United States was doing this, the IMF would have been, like, fucking contracting hitmen by now. Oh, yeah, no, it would have been, like, it would have, have like, hired the same fucking people Coca-Cola does to take out assassinations in fucking Colombia. It it would be, it would be absolute, like... In the like election irregularities that are happening now in the United States, that would also be a thing that like, oh man, what what's that group? The uh, Organization for American States. Yeah, the Organization of American States. They would just immediately like if this was any other country south of <laughs> the United States, they would be like. This is an ele- illegitimate election. Donald Trump is no longer president. And fucking, oh, let me think of some random person. Like, fucking Barbara Walters, the former news anchor. Barbara Walters, the news anchor, is now president. That's who they would, that's how the fucked up shit is. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so absolutely insane. Like at this point we're like the way markets are behaving is just like we're it's like they've all privately said, you know what? We've all had them believing money's actually a thing and now we're just going to like not do that. Oh yeah. Yeah, they they're like, money is a spook. Yeah, they they fucking uh, it, it's absurd. They're just like uh Okay, let's do the biggest bailout of all time uh, this week, and then let's do twice as much ne- next week, and then let's do all of that over again every week for all of March, and then like when like t- 
two weeks before that. When not even two weeks, when like the day before they were doing that, but these like huge trillion dollar bailouts, they were like sixty billion dollars to pay for everyone's education. Where will the money come from? <laughs> we can't have nice things. Ten trillion dollars in a decade to pay for health care for everyone when people are dropping dead because they don't have health care. Perish the thought. Yeah, where would the money come from? Oh, wait, Wall Street's magic money tree. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and, like, nothing is better, like, expressed how deep this bullshit is than this lovely little thing that happened on CNBC. Oh, the kind yeah. of things where they invite somebody <laughs> on and they don't actually know what the fucker is going to say. And then they're like, going, like wait... <laughs> You just said we do a capitalism, but doing a capitalism would be bad for capitalism. Yeah. Uh, here's the clip. And... But are, are you suggesting, you keep saying propping up zombie companies. Are, are, you, are you arguing to let airlines, for example, fail? Yes. Why? I mean, how, how does that make sense in the broader scheme of, of the economy? Because it's not, because when you look at what it means, this is why I'm saying, like, this is a lie that's been purported by Wall Street. When a company fails, it does not fire their employees. It goes through a packaged bankruptcy, right? If anything, what happens is the people who have the pensions inside those companies, the employees of these companies, end up owning more of the company. The people that get wiped out are the speculators that own the unsecured tranches of debt or the folks that own the equity. And by the way, those are the rules of the game. That's right, because these are the people that purport to be the most sophisticated investors in the world. They deserve to get wiped out. But the employees don't get wiped out. The pensions don't typically get wiped out. Why does anybody, I just don't understand, why does anybody deserve, using your word, to get wiped out from a a, a crisis created like, like this? How does anybody deserve to get wiped don't. out? Well, but, but, but just be clear, like, who are we talking about? We're talking about a hedge fund that serves a bunch of billionaire family offices? Who cares? I love it. I, I really do. It's... <laughs> this guy owns. Uh, yeah. Over it's under, a... was that a heart attack or an aneurysm for those first 12 seconds? I would, I would, I would give my money on... Neither. Uh, I would say a stroke. I would say a stroke. That's my. Ah. That's my bad. <laughs> uh, it's it's great. It's it's beautiful. Um, this is truly this is truly justifying the existence of TV news media. <laughs> you can't write this shit. We've tried. Yeah, we have tried. Yeah. Believe me. Uh, <laughs> The bots laugh at us when we do. It's it's yeah. awful. We had to take down all three of those episodes. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but the uh, yeah, I love it because like this guy is just like, why should I care about these other firms? Like that's like it's like why should anyone care about them? Like <laughs> it's so great. Mm. Because he was like, they were like, what about the the employees? And he's like, the assets will be owned by somebody. The employees will be employed by the person or company or whatever that owns these new 
asset. Like, <laughs> they don't, like, yeah. they, if... They can't lay people off if they're in bankruptcy. Yeah, they can't. They can't lay people off if they're in bankruptcy, and then when, like, bankruptcy is done, someone new owns all the assets, and most of those people still have jobs. Like, <laughs> it's it's yeah. absurd. You know, yeah. it's not like, and, yeah. it's like when host is shut down, you know, remember everyone was crying big old chocolatey tears when the host is shut down and they're like, we're going to have to lay everyone off. And then someone bought hostess and like just opened up the factory again and everyone was back at work in a month. Like, <laughs> it's such yeah. bullshit. And, uh, and like extra props. For our boy, boy, uh, Chamath over at Social Capital for very accurately calling these zombie corporations in a time of oh, pandemic. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, no, no, the real zombie apocalypse was zombie ferns. But there's, like, there's a reason he's saying all this. Well, because he's the guy that makes money off of the firms dying. Um, not exactly. He's a venture capitalist. So the thing is, here's how this stuff works. Okay. Um, so he works for, in fact, he founded Social Capital. Um, Social Capital, they specialize in something called early stage venture funding. So how that works is when you're first starting out, you um, get to raise a seed round. Um, if you're like a rich person, you have like rich parents, you went to Stanford, all that fucking bullshit. You raise that from like your friends and family. Um, but a lot of people can't actually do that. So they turn to these companies to provide the initial seed round. Um, they also raise uh, what's called a Series A, which is the first formal round and usually the first major equity grant. So, like, I'm saying that this business is worth $10 million, Um if you give me a million dollars, I'll give you 10% of the company. <laughs> so venture capitalists have this idea that like what they're providing isn't just money. They're not like this bank account that, um, you know, dispenses small business cash. They're supposed to give you like strategic advice. Um, they have, they have like facilities and such. Um, they, they provide some services that are kind of important for early stage startups. Uh, of course, that means that, you know, you're giving up some control over like strategic direction and all that stuff. But the way these people think is like, if I do all this, I get a payout. And so the whole point of this exercise is to make a really big exit. 
And because he's because he's in the early stage um, business, he doesn't want a company to like you know fail to execute or fail to find market fit or all that other stuff. Like he, if they're gonna fail, he just wants them to fail right now, so he doesn't have to waste the money on a Series A. Um, so that, you know, his equity doesn't get depleted by series B or C. Um, and so the whole idea is he wants this whole thing to fail fast. And he's just applying that whole logic to like more mature firms, to hedge funds. I mean, a hedge fund is just moving numbers around in a spreadsheet. Like it does nothing. Like, you can argue that, you know, a venture capitalist at least does something, but a hedge fund does literally nothing. Well, that's why they were able to have Epstein be a hedge fund manager, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, fucking bullshit in Capitals Casino. It's garbage and... You can really see from like companies that actually do a thing that there is quite a bit of contempt for like high finance in and of itself because it's everyone else is like okay I'm providing a good or maybe a good or service that's dubious or not fully justified or maybe is total shit but at the end of the day because I did a thing a thing happened you guys just do fucking magic money shit yeah. Yeah. It, that's the exact mindset. They just want, like, if a company's time is to go, it has to go. Like, th- there's no way around it. Um, and I gotta admit, this guy's been pretty successful. Uh, he's had, like, several IPOs, um, some pretty good exits, uh, Slack and Box and SurveyMonkey were like three of his big ones. Uh, he was the he was the principal investor in Slack. And, you know, Slack created a lot of what we consider a modern chat client. Like, Discord is based off of Slack. Uh, like, the general idea. Um, but... <laughs> it's... Yeah, I mean... This guy does know what he's talking about, but I mean, let's not pretend that like he's some white knight. He just—he's an—he's a capitalist from from. He's a capitalist. He's—he just is upset at the other capitalists because they're not capitalisming correctly. Yeah, they're cheating, and he never got the memo that actually no capitalism has always depended on. Yeah, yeah, he's all yeah. like. Wait, I could have just like failed miserably at my job every time. <laughs> I didn't have to try. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that in that space, you can't fail like that. Like, if you have too many firms that go under, and you've spent the entire venture fund, your VC operation is over. Mm-hmm. Like, you're dead in the water. <laughs> Some of these. Some of these firms have to return something, otherwise the whole thing's pointless. 
Well, you could say that about a lot of industries. <laughs> oh, I, I don't doubt that. Like, that's his mindset. Like, this is the capitalists fighting among themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, Confusion to our enemies. And, and speaking of fighting among themselves, the capitalists have, and this is an actual thing that the U.S. Naval Institute published. They have a magazine. Oh my it's god. It's a monthly no. magazine <laughs> called Proceedings. It is their, like, naval fucking strategy magazine. Mm-hmm. Two reports in the April issue. Unleash the privateers and U.S. privateering is legal. I called it. You did. We're actually yeah. going First to have patron. privateers. Pirates. And, like, sure, every other country goes, no, it's not legal. Why would you think that? You can't just issue letters because, of you know, And the U.S. is like... Because every other country... <laughs> every other country was like, because that's fucking dumb, and we don't want barely legal pirates running around. And we had to send the Navy after them the last time we did that too much. Yeah, like, straight up, they actually, <laughs> like, the United States actually has not signed any of the treaties banning letters of mark. So, it they is just legal according to, to abide by that domestic like, law. Convention. And, no, it, it would be, it's hilarious, because they're, like, arguing that, like, you know, it would be an easy, low-cost way to, like, cut down China's merchant fleet, you know, and would actually uh, dissuade war by making them, you know, like, strategically more hard to fucking, you know, actually prosecute the war, blah, blah, blah. They're, like, just, like, immediately, like, as soon as an economic downturn happens, the Navy and all of their big brain guys are just like, what about if we just return to, like, 1787? Like, what if we just, like, started, like, having a private Navy? Privatized Navy? This is genius. Why has no one thought of this before? (laughs) We'll just, like, fund the trade deficit. By pirating the shit that China was going to ship to us anyway. Yeah, it's genius. And, like... Because the war's never been started over privateering before. Like, that's literally never happened before, says, like, anyone who's never read the history of the Golden Age of Piracy. Yeah, I can't think of a single Seven Years' War that was exacerbated by piracy. Um... No. There was no European <laughs> conflict ever that was made worse by privateering. Uh, what was that? It's not like the US didn't almost get into a war with the, U- the UK during the Civil War because the UK was building ships for Confederate privateers. <laughs> it's not like that yeah, never happened. It, it's, it's not like like a state would actually do true like war action like applying their state military force against privateers in their home bases in the homeland like who could have thought of that 
I don't know. Uh, oh, wait. No. No. No, there's something that happened in, like, 1790, wasn't it? A very special the event. Pirates. <laughs> yeah. I can't Our wait first until the fucking... foreign policy adventure. <laughs> I can't wait until, like, in 50 years, the Chinese Marines are, like, fucking... <laughs> From the halls of Sacramento <laughs> to the shores of Bellingham. <laughs> like, because <laughs> they fucking intervened while America was too busy privatizing its navy. <laughs> well, and privateer doesn't mean, like, you know, no. naval privatization. It means, like... No, it... Well, yeah, no. It's like, here's a, it's like, you have a ship that appears to be seaworthy and appears to be capable of doing manly naval combat with other ships and other hard and able seamen. And we would like you to do this to very specific people and take their shit and you get to keep a cut. Yeah, no, 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 that's what it is. But like the arguments for it are as a cost-cutting measure for the Navy. That's what. That's like one of their arguments, <laughs> is that they will not have to have as big of a Navy if they start issuing letters of mark. Does the fucking U.S. What? Navy... What? Is part of the fucking Pentagon. This is like the one organization on the planet that literally went, yes, we're going to go like double over our fucking legal budget and totally impossible to audit like receipts and requests and shit. But we need to cut costs. It's like, for fuck's sake, if there's anyone other than Wall Street that has a magic money tree, it's the Department of Defense. Oh, absolutely. See, that's the point. It's like this entirely ideological impulse, you know? And it, it's I, I'd love to see like what happens. The other thing is, I would love to see what happens when like the fucking Seventh Fleet gets owned by the <laughs> by the POA Navy. Well, I mean, like honestly, right now the Navy is having some severe staffing issues and morale issues. Like we can go oh, over yeah, that in another this... episode, <laughs> but they're not. The Navy isn't looking good right now. They're running ships into each other. <laughs> Especially not after that battleship Potemkin ship. Yeah, and then yeah, they're like. Well, that was exactly what I was talking about. That like the Seventh Fleet, um, they're the ones stationed out of Japan, and presumably they would be the ones responding to Chinese retaliation of it, and. They can't even keep themselves from ramming fucking tankers and shit. Like, oh my god. No lie. This, the this is not going to save any money. The destroyers and stuff and their frigates, the bridges are full of piss bottles because sonar and radar operators have to fucking sit there for like 12 hours at a time because there are not enough operators. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's yeah. like what my friends told me about how it works is like if there were three people left on a ship capable of standing watch, those people are fucking standing watch. Since we're talking about like a rotting and st- like 
corruption in the Navy and like, hey, let's totally go from Donald Trump as a pirate to the U.S. is issuing letters of mark. We've also got smuggling, like, is on the uptick, yeah, too. Yeah, no, it's great. We've got, like, this is, we're, like, fully degrading into the Articles of Confederation right now, and I am here for it. <laughs> like, we've got, like, straight up, the states are, like, competing against each other, fighting each other, fighting the federal government for life-saving medical equipment. Yeah. You've literally got the gov- Republican governor of Massachusetts because Donald Trump seized a whole shipment of PPE at the docks that was bound for Massachusetts and confiscated it for the federal stockpile. The so the that stockpile like, that's not even being fucking used right now. Yeah. Well, he's holding on to it to save the red states that are going to absolutely eat shit. But that's my bet. And so Massachusetts gets dicked and the very Republican governor turns around to the owner of the New England Patriots, who is also a massive Trump fan, and contracts him to use his private plane to fly in a million units of DPE and just like smuggle it past the U.S. like authorities by saying, oh, this is a private like mercy mission, like not even exaggeration, not even exaggerating. This was literally the plot of a Star Wars Clone Wars episode. Oh my god. That is so this great. This timeline. It was a Jar Jar Binks episode. It was a Jar Jar Binks. We're in the Jar Jar what? Binks timeline. 2020 has devolved into Jar Jar Binks shenanigans and volcanoes going off. I Yeah, this is... Well, I I tell this to people a lot. Like, don't don't despair. This is not the darkest timeline, okay? It's the dumbest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so goddamn dumb. Everything about yeah. this is just. <sighs> we are not a functioning country. Dumb. We're we're a failed state. At this point, it's. I mean, when you've got the point that the richest and most populous state, and also probably one of the, like, five that's going to get through this, mostly not, like, having to break out the backhoes and start mass-producing body bags, mm-hmm. is saying, oh, yeah, we managed to, like, secure a deal with unspecified suppliers to bring in like 200 million units of PPE each month and anything extra that we don't need, we're going to export to other States. It's like, hold on a minute here. Like, like these are terms that would be used for like, here's the run up to the breakup of Yugoslavia or something. Yeah, No, no, it really is. Like people really overestimate like how stable things are right now because like, you can't, like, governors are, like, out there going, like, we can't rely on the federal government, you know? <laughs> like, it's, it's Gavin very bad. Because, like, the, the, this is... The, You've literally got Newsom using the gigantic fucking girth that is the California economy to get other states to organize a multi-state purchasing block to get around the federal government. Yeah, that is 
that is some, like, no, that's some Confederate shit. It really is. And on top of that, like, here's the thing. Gavin Newsom recently was like, you know, California is a nation state. We are the eighth largest economy in the world. Like, I mean, how else are you going to see that except not like a veiled threat? Like, you know, fuck off. We we can go our, uh, we can go it alone. And we can see that, like, this isn't some, like, say what you will about Newsom. Because there certainly are things that he's done so far in this crisis, which we haven't touched on as much as we should, like that part of how he's been able to get enough gear to everybody is by lowering the standards at the state level and that his eviction moratorium really isn't up to snuff as far as like what tenants rights advocates are saying needs to happen. But yeah, but like there has never been any implication that he does not sit down and actually think before he does something I mean, we can especially see this because when things were starting up, he was doing the thing you do to try to get Donald Trump to cooperate, which is basically kiss his ass. Yeah. And when that stopped working, he was like, well, fine, fuck you. And is doing it in the most spectacular way possible now. So it's like, you. I mean, you can say whatever you want about his response. He hasn't, this does not feel like him throwing around the term nation state is him doing some stupid ass I saw it on Twitter like the Fox and Friends people told me to say it Trump style bullshit yeah no like Gavin Newsom is like very clearly choosing his words very particularly like you have to go out of your way to call California a nation state he's not calling it a country which can be like oh slip of the tongue he's not calling it a state which is what you normally call it He's Mm -hmm. not even calling it a nation. He's specifically calling it a nation state, which is a form of, like, it's an actual, like, specifically implying independence. That's what it is. It's specifically, the term specifically denotes independence. Like, there's multiple nations with the autonomous state of California. Yeah. Exactly. It's, this is like approaching California free state shit. Like, this is the kinds of things you would have been seeing coming out of, like, the first Dal Iron of Ireland that went, fuck you, we're leaving the British Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, like, everything I've seen on Twitter about this has been, like, you know, are we a part of an actual nation? What is America? I don't think people are going to like the answer. (laughs) Yeah, people are noticing that there isn't as much in common. Like, there's not, like, really much holding America together than a shared history of genocide and slavery. And even then, some is more shared than others. Like... (laughs) And it's kind of hard to, like, use genocide and slavery as a bonding material when there's an increasing segment of the population that either was directly negatively affected by that shit or is going, wow, that was really fucking awful. Let's not do that again. Yeah, like, 
California definitely is trying to move away from this, like, the image of white America, because it's, like... Well, it is. Yeah. Because it, 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 it actually is demographically moving away from the image of white America. And so the politics are reflecting the material reality. And... Yeah. Like, you get shit coming out of California of things like Newsom saying, we're going to set up a state-run and sponsored pharmaceutical company because the dynamic in California is one where the core Trump coalition is basically politically insignificant. And that means the two co- like the two coalitions that exist are basically the Biden coalition and the Bernie coalition. And the Bernie coalition, as we saw in the primaries in California, is very powerful and is also directly connected with California's very vibrant and active and intelligent street left. So the Biden coalition is effectively in a position where they don't have somebody from the right who's howling for their heads. Instead, they have an aggressive left who has shown a willingness to throw down with riot cops and do wildcat strikes and like occupy public space and do mass civil disobedience and all kinds of other shit. So there's much more of this like vaguely social democratic shit coming out of these normally stamped off of an assembly line party apparatchiks because the pressure they're facing is from Bernie bros who given the right set of circumstances will eat their lunch. Yeah. And it's a, Oh, it's okay. No, it, it really is. It really is like kind of, uh, it, it kind of is terrifying in a way. Like, cause we are kind of, it feels like we're like seeing, the edge of the world right now, you know, that like right now we we've fully embarked, yeah, and we're in. We were worried about economic collapse before COVID, and now like the U.S. is more ravaged than any other country because of our awful healthcare system and uh, impotent federal government. Not just impotent, but like, what's the word? Malicious. And. Yeah. It's only impotent when it involves, like, people suffering needlessly. Well, I feel like it's impotent in a lot of ways. Like, but, uh, the. Well, like, if you need to shoot a brown person, the federal government's all over that. (laughs) Yeah. No, the, uh. Yeah, no, but we're seeing this, and we're seeing, like, America is coming apart at the seams right now. And I feel like a lot of people feel that nothing has changed much, but that's because we haven't fallen over the cliff yet. You know? Like, a lot of people are are one month out of rent. You know? And a lot of the more eviction moratoriums are still up right now. But in June, when we're seeing, when we've seen three straight months of severe negative growth, and when we've seen three straight months of like friggin' 10 million friggin' 
unemployment claims a week. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be very, very bad. There's going to be, the bottom will have dropped out, and the federal government is going to be doing, like, all the things that it can to antagonize yeah. these state governments. And we're going to see, like, a big gulf between the state governments that, I mean, effectively what you're going to have happening is you're either going to have the California plan, essentially, because what's going on in New York is not, it is like California, like, a week late because Cuomo had to swing his dick around in public repeatedly and wants to cut Medicaid well, it's not even, in a pandemic. Well, it's not even that. They're not even a week late. They're specifically shooting down measures that California has done previously. Like, uh, yeah. they're, they're not gonna shut down the school years for the year. Like, that's not on the plate. Cuomo has shut that down. Yeah. Like, de Blasio tried. I mean, de Blasio, de Blasio tried and. I mean, Cuomo it's like, how down. much is he going to. Yeah. How Just much like is he going to get to say that, you know, well, you know, I, I'm going to order you to reopen the schools um, this academic year. Like, no. Nobody's... He doesn't have that power either. Like, he... He forgets himself. This is... Well, like, this isn't, you know, upstate New York where they, uh, they'll be cowed by whatever the fuck Albany does. Like, there's New York City and there's everyone else and if de Blasio wants to shut down the school system, that's that's his prerogative. Yeah, yeah. like New York City is basically its own state. But, but like, so but basically, like we have on one end, like you could basically say like the California West Coast response of we're acting early, we're shutting things down, and we're looking at like mm-hmm. shit that makes the capitalists quake with fear. Except it makes perfect sense. And is astonishing to see even being proposed, much less enacted in the United States, even when it's really watered down shit, like the state level mm-hmm. uh, eviction moratorium in California. Yeah. And you have the other poll, which is charitably described as the Texas plan, where the governor of Texas is refusing to enact state level restrictions or shelter in place and is leaving it up to the local municipalities which is totally not going to fucking work like all the major cities like dallas fort worth area austin houston like all the big like cities of texas have done that but that's not gonna like work if you don't shut things down completely and they also have a totally like anemic state government that can barely do anything twice yes yeah not twice every year, but twice every session. Like, it, like you know, you elect them for like a two-year term. They only have to meet twice. Now, the governor can tell them, okay, we need an emergency se- uh, session. Let's open it up. Um, but he hasn't done that. And that itself is pretty telling in Texas politics. Like, the governor is completely fucking asleep at the switch. Because if they were taking this even remotely seriously, 
the state legislator would be meeting right now. Yeah. Yes. Instead, you've got Lieutenant Dan saying, I'm sure senior citizens would love to throw themselves on the altar for... Like, I'm sorry, but Great Aunt Bessie has yeah. to die so the economy functions. Ah, uh, no. So that's like what you're probably going to see somewhere on that spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like... You got some this, this whole thing is really underlined. This whole this whole thing really is underlined. Like, that all of these states just running wild. We're entering the biggest depression to ever hit. And... Yeah, uh-huh. and then what 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 happens is that uh, Democratic Party makes sure to sacrifice people. To, they they started executing hostages until fucking Bernie dropped. Yeah, out. let's let's get into that. Like <laughs> that shit was just awful. That's like the the one guy who could like have saved like America as like a cohesive fucking. Like nation, I guess. Yeah. And this is where we get to move from like the murder cult branch of the capitalist death cult, which is like Steve Mnuchin and Boris Johnson and Donald Trump and Lieutenant Dan over in Texas to the fucking suicide cult denomination, but led by their standard bearer, Joe Biden. Uh, this would be about the point where we would play that. You know, that Kodak video. But we'll link it in the description. <laughs> yeah, no, it's this... Like, it, it's it's really fun to, like, make fun of his, like, obvious just unfitness Like, for you guys are calling Trump unfit, but, and like, Trump can speak complete sentences. Sometimes. Usually. They may not be coherent thoughts, but he can speak complete sentences. <laughs> but they have identifiable nouns, verbs, adjectives, subjects, and objects. They may even be in the right order. Occasionally, yeah, that's uh, that is how how sentences work. Um, Yang was saying that he was when dropped out except for Bernie to make sure that he would win. And then and then after a huge pandemic hit, the Democrats insisted upon whole, upon like keeping the primaries going and like not switching to any other kind of fucking voting. It's 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 like, very, like the fucking Tom Perez, the DNC chair, really cemented it when he threatened states with losing their delegates if they postpone the primaries. Half your delegates if you yeah. Um, yeah. do it after June 9th. Yeah. And the reason Cuomo wanted to do that was to combine two elections. Because there's one that's due uh, June 23rd? 
And then they postponed the convention, so it wouldn't have mattered. Except that, except you know, we gotta coordinate this this guy who just appeared for like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the, not uh, deep faking the whole know, time. Burning could only stare into that. Yeah, God, that was that was fucked up. But uh, um, excuse me, uh, Bernie fucking just straight up. Um, he he looked at them and he looked at the hostages and he was like, "I can't do it." And this is also this is he considers fucking Joe Biden his friend, which is fucked up. But uh, especially because Joe Biden is like absolutely has a shit record. I think he like, kind of sees. This is the problem with, like, <laughs> like getting he, elected. He, he seems to be, like, a deep... And Biden seems to be just a deeply shitty person. On like, I mean, when he's doing shit, like, challenging random voters to push-up contests because they disagree with him, like, that's... that That's, like, the guy that, if he ever came into, like, any number of, like, the bars I worked at to, like, make my student debts hurt less... If like if some guy came in to any of the bars I worked at pulling that bullshit, we'd be like, "Dude, you're 86. Out. We're not even playing." And yeah. here's uh, here's the thing. I I kind of get the sense for Bernie. It's like it, he sees Biden as a worthy opponent because that's been their dynamic in the in the Senate in the House. It like. He's like the last of a breed. He's a statesman. He tries to be. He tries to be, yes. And I think it's one of the things that people liked about him. You know? Like, his disagreements with everyone was on issues. Like... I don't know. He's I just see that. See that is like the exact problem with this whole fucking political system, this whole parliamentary type system with the legislature and stuff. Where like these issues of life and death are like treated like favorite flavors of ice cream, you know? Where it's like, oh, you sick fuck, you enjoy mint. Oh, oh, that's fucked up. I'm a chocolate bitch. No, it's like it's it's far more important than You're that. Arguing about like, our fucking lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. When when someone who is like as like consistently anti-abortion as Biden, you can't. I can't be friends with that guy. Like, I don't know how you're fucking I friends with someone I think it's friends like so much you know? as rivals. I don't... But, I, I mean, I it's like... I, just, like I would be... I would be I shitting down... I would be shitting down that guy's throat if I was... Oh, I would have already, it. like... When it became clear what the hell was happening with Super Tuesday, I would have been going right for the throat. Early, often, every day. Because, you know what? It's... Like, it goes into this really fucking stupid bride bro logic of we can't talk about the precise reasons why Joe Biden is a shitty candidate 
on multiple levels and is exactly the kind of guy that Donald Trump will take to the cleaners because that will mean Donald Trump will take him to the cleaners because, you know, it's not like the last five years of Donald Trump giving absolutely no fucks about that kind of DC decorum haven't happened. Yeah, this is a guy who fucking sponsored the bankruptcy bill that Clinton had to veto because Bill Union Buster fucking welfare cutter Clinton thought it was too extremely right wing economically. And, like, then that eventually passed, and that's how we have our current horrifying bankruptcy laws. But, like, this, Biden is, like, specifically one of those guys. And he's straight up, like, through a, I'd say, like, I wasn't actively checking because my blood started boiling when he started to lie about his role in the bankruptcy bill and making student debt impossible to discharge. Like you have to literally be fucking dying to be able to do that at bankruptcy. Like not even joking, but like, you know, like when I wasn't ready to like beat him to death with his own face and was kind of paying attention, he probably told the truth about his record, maybe 30% of the time. And on multiple points, things like his stance on the Iraq war, his vocal support for intervention in Iraq, his role in the crime bill, the bankruptcy bill, like his carrying water for Wall Street, all this shit. He just straight up lied and claimed to have done the opposite. And the moderators didn't even blink. Uh, Here's the other. um, I mean, here's the other possibility. The other possibility is he genuinely doesn't remember. And you know what? That's that's equally as disqualifying, okay? Like, yeah, if he can plead the Ronald yeah. Reagan in Iran Contra defense, if I don't recall honestly, then about his own fucking record that he's claiming qualifies him to be president. Mm-hmm. It's uh, no, no, it's it's very it's very fucked up, and he like. The thing is, so many of his positions just flipped in 2019. Like, you know, he's he all of a sudden became like he all of a sudden became like, oh, we need to start letting people out of prisons. It's too like racially biased when he is like the guy who masterminded that shit. Like he's one of the first drug cutting. He was a more hardcore deficit hawk than Reagan. Yeah, like he's the guy who came up with the idea for a drug czar, and and, and he was like, the one who said we got to put Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid on the table for cops. Before any fucking Republican was going to say, yeah, watch me piss on that political electric fence. Joe Biden was like, hold on, I just guzzled a pint and I'm whipping it out. Uh, there's an image we didn't need. It's. <laughs> This here is an image we do need. Yeah. No, it's it's bad. So like, what's happened is they found the like shittiest Democrat who is only able to get this far because he was the shittiest Democrat the last time there was a presidency. Like, like, oh my God, yeah, no, Biden's Biden's whole deal for the past like 40 years 
has been that he is like the hard on crime, the anti-drug, the anti-abortion Democrat. Like he has been the social, he has been the social conservative Democrat yeah. the entire time. He's been the Democrat and who ran against now the, the 1960s before it was cool. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. um, the the thing about him is like, he's a blue dog. Like he's not that far removed from like being a Dixiecrat, and the only reason he's not is because he's in fucking Delaware. If he was in Tennessee, like people would understand immediately that, yeah, this guy's a gigantic piece of shit. But like he comes from. He comes from the state where, like, it only has one purpose. You know what that purpose is? Being a home for corporations. It's all just one big P.O. box for, you know, every terrible corporation. Yeah, like, Delaware is to... The United States, like Ireland is to the EU. They're basically the Cayman Islands if they weren't an island. Yeah. I mean, no, he was called the senator from MBNA for a reason. Yeah, yeah. By the way, MBNA is like a bank from Delaware. I think it's owned by yeah. like Bank something of America like or something now. But, yeah, I mean, this was the guy who yeah. was saying no trade deal can be done without blood and tears. Yeah, tears and suffering, tears and suffering, and this. Yeah, like he's he's a bad guy, and like he's he's standing here, like acting like he's going to do the literal opposite of what he's been doing for four years. He's saying that. Like, right now, part of his platform online is to reform the bankruptcy bill that he authored. Is to, yeah. like, reform it. He He's adopting Senator Warren's comprehensive proposal, fixing our bankruptcy system to give people a second chance. It's awful. It's, like, yeah. it's terrifying. And, like, even his, uh, and yeah. here's, uh, I yeah. I hate him. And hate like, him. yeah, he's just such like he is the high priest of the suicide denomination of the death cult for a reason. Because even in the face of this fucking pandemic, he goes, "No, I'm still opposed to Medicare for all." It's like, motherfucker, this ACA Obamacare shit you're desperately dying on the hill to defend is still fucking killing people in the middle of this pandemic because there's still uninsured people because there's still people who can't fucking afford their co-pays so fuck you yeah here's like here's the thing here's the fucking thing i and i hated about him so fucking much he is trying to tell us that he is so senile at this point that he doesn't even remember how much of a fucking monster he was it's it really is just it, it it's it's it, it is the Democratic Party. This is how the Democratic Party operates because they're, they're at the point of capital. nominating like, a guy who's literally pulling some Professor Farnsworth. Why are you quoting Professor today at me? That professor was a vainglorious and foolish man. Oh 
Yeah. It, <laughs> he's... Professor Farnsworth for President 2020. Like, that's what we're at. At least right Professor now. Farnsworth would deliver on his doomsday devices. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I would like, I would love to have, like, you know, like every press conference from this, from the president just start off with, like, good news, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Russia has declared war on the European <laughs> Union. Farnsworth Robot Nixon 2020. At least we know what we're getting. Pretty much. Pretty much. And we'd yep, have a scientist yep, yep. in charge. So that'd be an improvement, right? Even if he is a senile crackpot who's like uh probably almost destroyed the universe half a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Like, the voters in, like, those red states and those purple states love him so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, like, it's the, awful. the other thing um, I'm worried about is, like, all of this is pointless because Trump's gonna win. Barring... I... I truly do believe that Trump could It's lose. his to lose. I think he could if... It is his to lose, but I do think that he could manage to lose this, considering the whole uh, world-ending plague. Yeah, I mean, it's like, which senile idiot do you want running the country? That's the choice that's on offer. Let's leave aside the rape accusations for now. Like, yes, they're inherently disqualifying, but both of them have that defect. So like these these are both inherently disqualified candidates. Yeah. Neither of these people should be allowed anywhere near DC. Honestly, like in a just world, both of them would already have like had their legs broken by now. But <laughs> like this this is this is definitely not going to be a fun presidential race for most anyone i think i don't even think republicans are gonna have much fun with this it's like you know it's like beating an understuffed mm-hmm. punching bag you know and it's kind of just like popping right out under you you know just moving out of the way as soon as you hit it and you have to wait for it to come back it's very yeah. unsatisfying and it's and the thing that the biden campaign and the dnc have been completely fucking asleep at the switch on and at least the bernie campaign tried to deal with it but as we can see from the primaries it was not wholly successful is that you effectively have two different americas when it comes to even being able to vote and trust in the integrity of the voting process. Yeah. Like we are drifting back to bordering on Jim Crow circumstances. To Jim Crow. But more widespread. Yeah. Yeah. It's no longer restricted to South of Mason. Yeah. And they're not doing it based on you are too black to vote. They're doing it based on things that essentially boil down to you are too not white or old enough to vote because we're pretty sure you won't vote for the Republican party. Mm-hmm. 
yeah it's it's yeah. pretty bad and you've got everything yeah. from like voter id laws but, and closing down of polling places or the my personal favorite as far as totally legal shit is in texas where you have to actually be certified by the county registrar of voters to be allowed to register people to fucking vote yeah like, oh, like to compare great. that to yeah. like oh wait uh anywhere on the west coast new york state um and multiple other places that have things like same day voting and opt in mail in voting or like oregon that's 100% mail in voting i mean that's literally got, the only reason i vote at this point we're literally all you need to do to register somebody to vote in most of these other states is like you know get the right name and the right address down on the box and their actual signature and literally your dog could drop them off and the register and the registrar of voters will still be like well we'll just make sure this person actually exists Oh, they do. Neat. Yeah. And it's like... So, it's like, my feeling on this is that, like, the... Like, I don't care anymore. And I don't care anymore because what they've decided is that, you know, all of you under 50 can drop dead also, your parents and your grandparents can drop dead um, because we're going to tell them to keep voting for us until, you know, in person, you know, just like let them die of like the coronavirus because. Yeah. And it's just like. Yeah. And their entire argument is our death cult is better than the other death cult because at least we're asking you very nicely before you uh, jump off that cliff in the name of number. The other party is going to push you. Yeah. And it's like, this is not a legitimate election. I'm sorry. It's not. And it's not just because my guy lost. Like, if... (sighs) Like if Warren had won, I I could live with that. If like Booker had won or Castro or a, a few of the others who were okay. Like I, I could live with that. If it were, you know, like Klobuchar or, or Pete, like I could I could see why, you know, okay, this seems this seems a little sus, but, um, I mean, I guess, you know, try. Um, like, this is, it, but it's like, they picked a guy who can't even complete his fucking sentences. And that's how they're me. not taking the most yeah. aggressive effort at targeted vote suppression since the creation of Jim Crow at all seriously. Yeah. No, no, they're they're just very much just doubling down on just being rulers. Yeah. Is really what it is. This comes down to the class warfare and how 
they were just scared that Bernie was uh, too far left and would increase worker power too much, that it would uh, rile up the plebeians, you know? And I don't think it would be. I think Bernie was their only chance, but uh, I... Uh, it, it's bad, and you know, like this this level of disenfranchisement that's happening right now, that's like tacitly supported by the Democrats, is partially why like we're seeing just this huge wave of militant action. You know, like I mean, it's not even militant action; it's just tons of direct action everywhere. You know, people building sanitation stations at homeless mm-hmm. camps. You know, uh, we're seeing, like, so much organization happening. Wait, right there's now. a whole map. Where like, a there's a whole joy. map that we're going to put in the links of the ongoing strike wave that's being regularly updated since the shutdown started. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. it's fucking incredible. I am a little bit worried um, that, like, I'm not entirely sure that a general strike on its own would work now. Um, and part of that is because they're just shoveling money into the coffers of every corporation with a large enough market cap. And it's like, that takes away one of our most powerful tools. But we can do more than a quote-unquote mere general strike. Like, it's not just withdrawing our labor. I mean, that's how I feel. (laughs) Yeah. And this, like, I think this is... Right now, the capitalists are running for the lifeboats... And they're assuming that because they managed to so thoroughly fuck up the ship's plumbing that it's flooding first class, then that means the whole ship's going under. Now is the time for us to, like, steal the manuals for the ship's engines and make sure we control the fucking bulkheads. Yeah. Because eventually they're going to figure out that this thing is still floating, and we really should be using this opportunity, like... I mean, the fact that you're on lockdown at home means you have more time than ever to interface with other people who are also on lockdown and unable to work. And if you are in an essential work, then I mean, I bet y'all are already talking about all of this fucking insanity. There's already been strikes by essential workers at like Whole Foods and Amazon and shit. So. Yeah, yeah, and, like, the thing is, it's not like these rich people who have fucked up the plumbing are the people who maintained the plumbing in the first place. Like, they are the passengers. (laughs) They're the passengers, and they're in the bridge. And just because they've fucked everything up doesn't mean that the people who have been running the ship the whole time, who have been cleaning, who have been shoveling the coal into the burners, and who have been, like, maintaining all the pipe work and keeping that hole clean. Like, we're still... We could still do that, you know? And make sure that this ship 
stays afloat. And like or a better ship. I mean, we can. That's what's yeah. Or even just build like a can, better ship. That's like we, really the. Point. We do have the option of chucking the morons on the bridge overseas who didn't tell the first class passengers to stop trying to flush money down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, what's happening? <laughs> oh god. But yeah, it's 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 pretty gnarly out there, and they've made us narrow down that choice, um, the choice between their suicide cult candidate, who's a senile rapist, and the murder cult candidate, who's a senile rapist. Another senile um, rapist. Yeah. 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 It's so. You know, I'm personally uh, not going to vote for either. I'm probably going to go for this Hoskins guy, uh, Green Party candidate who's socialist, but I don't think it'll do anything. I mean, I'm personally <laughs> hoping for, like, you know, a double den ticket. Um, yeah, so oh, what it, that is for, like, our audience is... Um, Fixed to some really dumb bullshit in the 12th Amendment. Um, if the guy who they picked for, like, president is dead, um, if the highest one to be elected is dead, then the choice goes to the Senate and the House of Representatives. Now, if both can uh, major party candidates are dead, what happens is... They can only pick between the top three presidential candidates by popular vote. It doesn't even matter if they got electors. Like, the Green Party could get, like, zero states, (laughs) and it would not matter in the slightest. They just have to be high enough that they come in third on the popular vote. And so... The House of Representatives would have no choice but to pick them. Um, now, they could fuck with him by picking a horrible vice president since it's top two for that, and that's in the Senate. But you can marginalize a bad vice president. And it would be the outcome we fucking deserve. Yeah. <laughs> that this fucking insane failed state of ours deserves. Like, somebody coming out of fucking nowhere and just completely upending the present order of things. All because, you know, both of them got the Rona and died. Yeah, so, uh, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Chop Shop Economics is telling you to don't pay your rent, don't go to work, Vote for death, I guess. Yeah, vote vote for COVID to kill the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> the nominees. Yeah, uh, that's who I'm voting for. I'm going to write in COVID-19. Uh, <laughs> it's been honest and upfront about what it intends to do. Yeah, like, it, it intends to kill up to 4% of the human population. And, you know, so do Biden and Trump. 
but they just and weren't telling do it slower. So that was a that fucking was a week. <laughs> Bye. Seriously. <sighs> Salute right. to Comrade Bernie. I'm sorry you didn't make it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some unlikely bullshit will happen and he gets the nom anyway. But at this point, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. There's, there's no point in caring about this anymore because they've already decided. No, we, we don't give a shit. So why should you? Yeah, double down at the workplace and in your community. Like. If this shit suddenly becomes relevant again, we'll tell you. Um, but otherwise, just, you can, I give you permission. Matt Chrisman has given you permission. A lot of people have given you permission to stop fucking caring about this shit because it no longer matters. Like, they, they told you, you know, we don't give a shit. Drop dead. So, yeah, and you know, uh, and my response to that is the same response that Lucy Parsons had a oh, hundred yeah. years ago. Let every dirty, lousy tramp arm himself with a revolver or a knife and lay in wait on the steps of the palaces of the rich, and stab or shoot the owners as they come out. Let us kill them without mercy, and let it be a war. They'd do it to us first. Wise words from her. So. Yep. Until next week. Keeping it real and keep it safe. Until next week. Bye.